it's rare that you're going to be the best salesperson on the planet, running the best sales company and running the best marketing company and running the best operations company and financial company, right? Welcome to the Sales Unscripted Podcast, where it's not what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it that matters. Sales and scaling your business is what drives the engine here. So drop in, buckle up, and hold on, because we're about to shake up the sales game with the man behind the mic, Jim Padilla. I dig that riff, don't you? It's a cool little jam. Right? Especially because I can't play it on my guitar, my three notes, my three chords that I know. Strickland, buddy, thanks for the handoff. Jim Padilla here, Sales Unscripted, where it's not what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it, that matters. If you've been listening to this podcast since the first episodes, you've heard that statement a lot of times. It is said over and over. And I thought about it. I was like, you know, if somebody's a regular listen, who, for the people who listen to this routinely, listen to every episode, does it get old hearing me say that? You know what? That's too bad. Because that which gets repeated gets remembered. And I want you to know that above all, first and foremost, that is the most important thing. That is literally the most important thing. And it's awesome because I'm actually going to, before I get into a rant here that I'm going to jump on for a minute, <laughs> I want to share an awesome experience that I had. Right? This is literally what we talk about. It's on the website. It's in the emails and my signal signature. It's how I sign on and off the show. Not about what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it. That matters, right? Because it's the core of what I believe. It is the thread that's woven into everything. And uh, we're, we're putting together a sales and scripted sales training program that's going to be coming out shortly, right? Within the next, uh, actually within the next 60 days, it's going to be ready to rock and roll. And we're working with a course creation company, which when it's done ready to roll, I will share with you because they're rock stars. And we're in this dialogue, right? And just pulling, they're pulling content from me and we're talking and I'm just sharing what I believe. And they're like, okay, we'll talk about this and talk about this. And as we're breaking stuff down, it was awesome, right? Because this phrase hasn't been shared with her yet, right? And she's, she's the one pulling all of this into, out of her, about my brilliance into her particular area of genius, which is structuring content in courses so that it is consumable and impactful, right? So she says, you know, what you're really sounds like you're saying here and what you're really teaching is that it doesn't really matter what you're saying, but it, who you're being while you're saying it. And I literally almost fell on the floor <laughs> because yes, that's it. You got it. That's exactly it. Right. It's, it was so awesome because what, what, for was, what it was for me was this awesome confirmation that I'm actually living up to the brand, which was fantastic because I wasn't explaining it to her. I was, she was pulling it out of me and it was, I was like, damn, not only did you guess and guess right, you literally stated it perfectly. So that was pretty cool. Anyway, rant over on that because I just want to say you're always going to hear that here because that is, that is it at the core. All right. You want to master sales, master self. It's about who you're being. Anyway, I have a different rant that I want to jump on here. We're going to run through this here in a minute, right? I'm, I'm a little frustrated, okay? What is the deal? What is the deal in the marketplace, right? I'm engaged with a lot of different 
masterminds and, and groups with marketing groups and, you know, quote unquote, high level leaders. I get tired of talking about it like that because something that happens in the coaching industry that doesn't seem to happen anywhere else on the planet, in my recollection, is your status as an expert is related to the label you have in revenue. Oh, he's a six-figure earner. Oh, he's a seven-figure earner. He's an, and we're just as guilty, right? We, the banner we fly is, you know, we are, we went in a sprint from zero to seven figures and, and put out, you know, over a hundred million dollars in sales projects for our clients. And we are a multi-seven-figure company and blah, 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 all this stuff, right? I hate that. Why does that matter? Okay, but the, the other part of this is that because of us in our proximity to other leaders, right, our peers and our colleagues are other seven and eight figure leaders. And I see what's going on, right? We're connected to many of them and we know, you know, I know what's going on in a lot of their business. I don't know the details of what's going on in everybody's business. Quite honestly, I don't care. I've got enough of my own to worry about with our company. But it's, you know, you're in a place where you see people struggling, you know, the things that they're going on in their personal life, in their business, whether they're letting team go, shutting down divisions, selling buildings, there's always different things going on. But then they get out in public and they just pretend everything's fine. And, you know, which is fine. I get it. You can, you can bury it under the rug, but then it's also, it's like, okay, here's all the things that there are weaknesses in myself which led to a deficiency in my business. Yet I'm putting out this front, like I'm just badass businessman at everything I do. Right. And that's just wrong. It's like, let's just share our flaws. And I, again, I'm guilty. I'm ranting. This rant is to everyone. And I'm part of everyone, right? Is Jim Padilla not part of everyone? Yes, I am. Okay. So I am guilty as well. So, I'm, But I'm calling this out and I gladly in, I encourage you to call me out if you ever see this as well. If you happen to be privileged to some of the things that you know about me personally and you see me sharing something that is contrary to that, hey, reach out to me, right? Do me the favor and try not to embarrass me and humiliate me publicly. <laughs> but, you know, reach out to me. Say, hey, oh, Jim, what's up with that? It's not what I know and there seems to be a conflict here, right? I welcome that. Welcome that. Please keep me humble. Keep me service. Keep me true and steady and rocking, right? But, and so this is me kind of calling out, we'll just say the industry, although I hate that term. Like, yeah, and I get tired of all the, the, this stuff, but there's so many badass, awesome people, right? You, you are a badass, awesome person, right? And um, I've been diving into Brandon Bouchard's High Performance Academy book. And, you know, there's some cool stuff in here, right? Around the, the mindset. He's done a tremendous amount of study into high performers. And one of the things that he talks about is that, High performers tend to excel at a multitude of skill sets. However, they're usually ancillary, right? Like you're, it's rare that you're going to be the best salesperson on the planet, running the best sales company and running the best marketing company and running the best operations company and financial company, right? You, you might be good at a lot of those things, but it's your core competency, like for me, it's, it's sales and conversion, right? But as you grow in business, which we have experienced, I have learned firsthand, that you become very good at a multitude of ancillary skill sets, meaning skill sets that directly support 
your ability to grow and leverage your business. Okay, so in addition to being a rock star at sales and conversion, because we've had to grow a massive team to make this work, we're, I've gained a tremendous skill set at recruiting and retaining top talent. Right? We've also gotten really good at seeking out opportunities. We've gotten really good at leading people, encouraging team, and sharpening skill sets. Right? But it's all related to us being able to run this company the way that we have it set. Gotten really good at laying out strategy for campaigns because without it, we aren't gonna convert a bunch, right? So it's all stuff that's ancillary to our core competency of converting sales. Now, we've obviously gotten responsible, good at being responsible with money and having good financial planning and legal team. And you know, now we're now we're diving into learning the marketing game. We're not masters at marketing. We're smart and we know what's going on, but we're growing that skill set. Me personally, I'm bad at technology mastery and organization. I am certainly no idiot. I can figure myself my way through anything, but I don't have any interest in taking a seminar <laughs> to learn how to implement and build a sales page when I got a tech team that does it, right? So I'm never going to get better at that stuff because it, I don't need to. And it's not ancillary to me mastering my core competency. You feel me? I'm bad at organization because I don't keep myself organized well. I have a team that helps keep me organized masterfully. And we've got a lot of technology that helps that happen because it's not my default. Right? I'm a freaking, I'm a creative, I'm a salesperson. Right? I'm, I'm a shooting star. I love creativity. I don't like routine and humdrumness. That's not who I am. So I don't create systems in that environment to help that go. I have other people around me who help keep me on that track. So where am I going with this on this little rant? Hey, here's the deal. I've been in so many conversations in verbal dialogue as well as in online chat rooms and forums and I did not even call that anymore. I get it. But, and man, why can't people just say I suck at that or I'm no good at that? Or I, every, you know, somebody says, Hey, I, I, I'm horrible at this. And everybody's, I'm great at that. I'm great at that. I'm like, what do you mean you're great at that? That's not even what you do. Why would you be marketing that that's what you're great at? You know, reach out to them and offer to help them if you want to because you've learned something or make an introduction, right? But it's like, it's, I don't have a problem with it. I guess I'm just, I'm just ranting here, guys. Work with me, right? Stop promoting that you do everything. Here's, there's a downside, right? There's no such thing as a decision or an action that doesn't have both a pro and a con, right? There's dark and light, shadow and dark, whatever you want to call this stuff, right? When, no matter what you do, if you put yourself out there, you know, I've, there's, a, there's a colleague that I've seen several times, you know, is in a few different mastermind groups and literally there's a lot of calls to action. People put out statements. Hey, do you know somebody who's a sales pro? Do you know somebody who's a marketing person? Hey, do you know anybody who runs events? Hey, do you know anybody who hires teams? Wh whatever. There's always, and it's the same thing, right? I put myself into the ring when there's a few things, but I usually, on those kind of calls to action, I tag somebody. Say, hey, talk to Bill Barron about that. Hey, talk to Justin Livingston. Hey, talk to so-and-so, client of ours, right? And then if it's me, I'll say, hey, that that's happens to be an area of expertise for me. And here's how, we, you know, I'd love to talk and see how I can help you or whatever. Or ask another question to gain some more clarity. But I see people consistently just, me, me, that's me. That's me, that's me. Oh, and this, that's me too. Oh, and that's me. And while it might get you a hit in the moment because somebody can say, oh, awesome, you can help me. 
then there's a whole other thing to factor in here. There's the community at large, which I'm a part of. And I'm watching. And every time you put your hat in the ring for something else, you are immediately diluting your primary known for core competency. Every time you split it, you're immediately 50% less effective. You are diluted by 50%. The moment you put in three, you are diluted by 33%, by 66%. You are automatically, if the world knows you as one thing, you are known for that as the expert, right? I'm not saying don't ever be known for anything else. I'm saying that they should be, they need to be very clearly ancillary skill sets to your core competency. Again, example. We're great at conversions. It also makes sense that we understand what makes up a funnel and a sequence that leads to a high performing opportunity, right? We should also say we know a lot about the metrics and the statistics that go into account that lead to a, an ideal converting conversation. So I, you can summarize all of that by saying I'm great at strategy that leads to high conversions, right? That doesn't mean I'm great at copy. I understand what's good copy and bad copy, but I am not the guy. Do, do not hire me to write your copy. It's not what I do. I, what I'm at, I am as a master of conversion. I get a conversion. I'm not going to build your website. I'm not going to write anything on your website. I'm not going to write your landing page, opt-in page, build it or anything. But I can certainly tell you that copy that you have sitting there will not move somebody to make a powerful decision in their own best interest, which is what a sales conversation is. Okay. So I can keep in, in my context, I am a rock star. Okay. But it's also, it's super important to understand what are the things you don't do well and be clear about them. And what I, I guess it may be just a pet peeve of mine that people don't talk about that enough publicly. Right. And then there's a ton of things that I'm pretty good at, but not great at. I don't ever put my hat in the ring for that stuff. What I do is I constantly will nominate somebody else. I will tag somebody. I will make an introduction. I will, you know, go the extra mile. Don't just tag somebody, make the introduction, reach out and say, Hey, they were looking for this kind of support. And I thought of you, so I wanted to make an introduction. Worst case scenario, they can talk and they can say, oh, I already found somebody. But at least you're going the extra mile and bringing people together, right? So here's a question. What are the things that you don't do well, right? What are the things you don't do well? And are you aware that you don't do them well? Do you pretend that you do them well in public and then go behind closed doors and go, God, I hate that. And I suck at that. And please, I'm just telling don't, don't, I would love for you to answer. I'd love for you to reach out to podcast at salesunscripted.com. Give us some answers. I'm always open to feedback and input or leave comments um, at wherever you're finding, wherever you're listening this on, please share with us. Because uh, the fa thing that fascinates me is whenever I, this is one of those conversations that this is a me too conversation. And I don't mean hashtag me too. Please don't get me started on that. But what I do mean is me too conversations in my world is when people aren't really telling the truth, right? Somebody could put a, make a post or have a rant like I'm doing now and say, you know, 
this happened and I don't like it. And here's what I do when that happens. And then everybody else is go, me too, me too, me too. Oh yeah, I hate when that happens too. Instead of going, damn, I just did that the other day. Like, I'm guilty, guilty as charged. Damn it, I, I, thanks for calling that out because you know what? I just had to throw a flag on my own play. You're right. Instead, people go, yeah, me too. I hate when people do that. It's like, shut up. You probably just did it yesterday. <laughs> All right. I, just what are the things you don't do well? It's okay. Feel free to admit them. Because I will tell you, if you are the true, if you are really good at all of these things, then reach out to me and you can help me. I'll hire you. Okay. Here's one of the other components that Brandon Bouchard was talking about in his High Performers book. If you haven't got it, I highly recommend it. Great read. I've been listening to it uh, on Audible over and over. It's fantastic. Um, at 1.5 speed. I love listening to books at 1.5 speed. <laughs> Anyhow, um, back on track here. One of the things that separates high performers from others is a level of awareness, a supreme level of awareness. Right? This is important. I want you to pay attention to this. I'm gonna ask, I got a couple of questions. I'm going to wrap this call up with and then we get to it. Okay. A level of awareness. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, what I bring to every area of time that I put together, like I, I try to structure my day in 70-minute blocks. I do 70 or 90-minute blocks. And I'll say, okay, for these 70 minutes, I'm, I'm writing content. For these 70 minutes, I'm booking, uh, I, I'm prep, prepping for interviews for the podcast. Uh, for this 70 minutes, uh, I'm working on, um, a strategy for a client we're working with, right? Whatever I just, or strategies for clients, right? So maybe some broken up, but I'm trying to keep, keep my time categorized. And then what I do to try to make sure that this is optimized is, okay, what do I want to get as an outcome for this intended time block? What is the, out, the intended outcome for this 70 minutes? What do I want to bring to it? What do I want to get from it? What do I want to make sure I don't do during this 70 minutes? I don't just randomly go through the day. And so this is some of the stuff that he's talking about. And, and I'm going, okay, am I doing this? I'm evaluating myself. I'm not going, me too, me too. I'm one of those guys. I'm going, okay, I think I'm one of those guys, but am I doing this daily? I'm, I'm, is this what I bring to the table? Or do I randomly just go, if, you know, how much time do I catch myself? It's not a matter of if I don't. It's how many times do I catch myself just randomly moving through time, which is not a skill set. Is not a habit of a high performer, right? I'm great at it a lot of times. I'm not great at it all the time. So I have an intended focus to improve that because I want to make sure that I, my approach to how I handle my, my days and opportunities is powerful, okay? I'm getting somewhere here. Work with me on this, okay? So what, what problem, remember, what things do you not do well, okay? What's the problem you're leaving on unsolved by the thing that you don't do well? Is the thing that you don't do well something related to the outcome and result you get for your clients or for your team? Or is it something, who does it impact? Hey, what is the problem you're leaving unsolved? Those are two separate questions. The thing you don't do well causes a problem. It leaves a gap. What is that gap? And what is it costing you? Or what is it costing your clients? Or what is it costing your team because you don't have it solved? Right? You need to be acutely aware of the things that you do well. 
acutely. Again, this is the level of awareness that high performers have. Listen, I've said this stuff before and I'm going to say it again. Okay. I played college baseball. You know, I was a top recruit in high school in the Sacramento area. And I had to kill myself because I was five foot eight, 150 pounds in high school. Ain't nobody looking for a five foot eight, 150 pound Puerto Rican. I promise you. So I couldn't just be as good as the guy who was 6'2", 220. I had to be better. I wasn't bigger, stronger, faster. Well, faster maybe, but I wasn't bigger. I wasn't stronger. I didn't pass the eye test. So I had to go over and above. I was the guy who had to kill it every day at practice to make everybody else look bad. I, I, and it wasn't about making them look bad. It was about making damn sure I looked good and I did better. I wanted to perfect everything at practice. I dove for every loose ball at practice. I dove for everything. Bad. Why are you diving at practice, Padilla? Right? Because then the coach would, hey, look at Padilla. How come you're not working like Padilla? Right? I was, I was the guy everybody got pissed off at. But I didn't, I, I wanted to max out. And I didn't care about the people I was around me on my team. I knew I was competing against other guys throughout the state of California or other states across the country to try to get a baseball scholarship. I was going pro, baby. Uh, right? So I, I knew that that was a gap that I had to solve. I had to make up for not being bigger. I had to make up for not being stronger and be able to hit 300-foot home runs. Right? I was smack line drives and sprint my ass off and turn singles into doubles and doubles into triples and get stolen bases and, and capitalize and, and, and like when I had to throw balls, little things like I could make the play at shortstop. I could get to anything. I had incredible range, right? But I couldn't just throw the ball across the infield because again, the size thing, if scouts are looking and watching, they need to just, they need that first base glove to pop, pow, right? So I needed to throw a cannon across the infield so that they could see, wow, that little guy's got a smoking arm, right? So again, what were the things that I needed to do better? Okay, I prepared for every single pitcher. I watched film whenever we had it. I studied charts and pitch counts. I knew what they were likely to pitch in every situation. Right? I reached out to guys who I knew who played these other players. I went over and above and did everything I could so that I could make up for the gaps that I had. Now, here's the thing. Why am I sharing all that? Because that's what I do here. That's what I do here. Look, I'm not the greatest salesperson on the planet. I'm damn good. Okay, don't get me wrong. But the actual act of having a sales conversation, the reason I'm great at it is because I focus completely on being present. I focus completely on solving the problem of the person I'm going to speak to. I understand who they are and what they are. Like literally, I have a conversation set up for tomorrow morning, 12 hours from now. And I have spent four hours today watching this potential, this person, YouTube videos to understand language, dialogue. What are the key points they look for? I don't just show up for a call. I am prepared, typically over-prepared for the opportunity in the conversation so that I don't have to be perfect in the conversation because I know their needs, wants, and desires. I know what their challenges are. I know what they're looking for. And I know how I can help solve their problem. I don't give a crap about what the script tells me, where I need to go, and what I need to say. I just know how to show up and have a powerful conversation and tell them the truth of what I see and how I can help them. That's it. Right? Be acutely aware of the things you do well and acutely aware of the things that you do not so that you can always be closing the gap and staying away from the things that you don't do well or at least positioning 
the, the surrounding opportunity so that it covers, it fills the gap really well for the things that you don't, whether it's by hiring somebody, by learning a skill set, by improving a mindset. Because your lack of awareness is costing you big daily. When you look at the sales process from hello, right? The conversation, sales conversation begins at hello. Whenever they opt into your world or jump into a Facebook ad or you see, they see you speaking on stage, that is hello. From that moment until the time they leave your world, you are in a sales conversation. Everything you do, say, everything you project is part of a sales conversation. Okay, what parts of this do you do well? And what parts do you not? Please, what I want you to do right now or go back and listen to this, come back to the recording after you get home from the gym or in traffic, whatever you're listening, and give yourself an exercise. Grab a cup of coffee, tea, wine, whatever floats your boat, and sit down and ask yourself these questions. Do some inventory. When you look at the sales process from hello to completion, what are the parts you do well? And then what do you do not well? Okay, And I mean, list them all out. Are you do a great job of positioning yourself? getting people to show up for the conversation, getting the right people to show up for the conversation, getting the right people to show up for the conversation with eagerness and anticipation of speaking to you, moving those people through a powerful conversation that leads to an incredible outcome for them, which could be buying from you. And it also could be a powerful outcome for them to not buy from you, but you can't be attached either way. Right? What are you doing in the follow-up sequence? What are you doing post-conversation? Right? Where's the process that you're missing? Are you doing webinars? Great. Are they showing up on the webinars? Are you delivering on the webinar? Right? Are you rocking the sales process? What are the parts you don't do well? And what are the parts you do? And don't tell me you're doing them all well because I guarantee there's something that's, that could be stronger. What is it? How are you intentionally addressing it? Right? For me, the weakest part of my entire skill set is the ability to follow a predetermined sales script. I just don't do it. I feel boxed in. I feel my creativity is out and I feel too focused on the process and not enough focused on the person. That doesn't work for me. So that's why I structure everything else in my environment to make up for that so that I can be completely focused because I am so supremely prepared for the conversation that I just know how to show up at the best of my, my possible self, highest peak state, completely focused and aware, present in tune to your problems, your pains, your desires, your potential solutions. What's in this for you? What's going to make this a win for you? And how are we going to rock and roll? Right? What paths can you take and what are the consequences and, and the possible outcomes of each path you take? And my job is to provide clarity. Boom, it's your job to make decisions, not mine. Not my life, not my business. It's yours. Your job is to make a decision. My job is to make that decision crystal clear so you don't leave with regrets. And that's done by assessing the whole process. And I've decided that being in the conversation, I'm willing, I'm willing to show up in that conversation, not needing a script because I've done all of my other homework to make sure that the person who shows up in that conversation, I just know how to show up and have a supremely powerful conversation with them, getting them super excited and clear about the opportunities that lie before them and the risk and the consequences of staying where they are. And knowing that ideally they're in the right place. Right? 
you'd probably be a little disappointed if you listen to my call because you would think I'm this big sales guru. Eh, I'm not. I'm just a guy having conversations. <laughs> but I excel everywhere else. Right. So do an inventory on where you are. And I'd love to hear it. I'd love to see what's going on. Please reach out to us. Leave a comment. Rate and, subscribe and review to the show. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. And, and then take a jaunt on over here. Strickland's going to share with you in a minute. But check out our group. Go to salesandscripted.com forward slash get more. Right. We want to, we want you to join in the group here. Continue this conversation. I would love to help you through this journey. Right. It's membership group. You get a free 30 days. Jump in, ask some questions, share this stuff. Come answer these questions in that Facebook group and let us help you. All right. Go out, change some lives, make a ton of money, make a lot of impact. And just remember who you're being in the process that's what's going to make the greatest difference for you and the people that you serve. We'll see you on the next one. Strickland, show them what's up, man. All right, Jim, I'll show them where to go from here, man. Look, if you love what you're hearing, here's a great way to get more. You can get a free month's access to our awesome drop-in coaching group. All you got to do is subscribe, rate, and review the show and share it. Then head over to salesunscripted.com forward slash get more to get your free month of drop-in coaching with Jim as our thank you. We'll see you next time on Sales Unscripted.